Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. My name is Kat Mead. I am your host and I'm the owner of The Yin Method. So in this week's episode, I wanted to start the conversation around what is fascia. You, well, if you've listened to any of my earlier episodes, you've probably heard me refer to fascia before, and it's probably very quickly uh, been followed by the sentence, but we'll get into that later. We'll do another episode on it. Well, that time is now. The time for that episode is here. And I hope to do this topic some justice. So I don't think this will be the only episode on fascia because it is such a big uh, topic. It's such a big body of research that's still always constantly being researched and new things being found out about fascia. So yeah, I'm sure I'll come back to it again. We'll go into it in more detail in later episodes, but for now, we're just doing an introduction. So there are a few different people uh, who I have learned about fascia from, and I'm going to put those in the show notes, but basically there's Mel McLaughlin from the Yin Space. I did my first 50-hour yin yoga teacher training with her. There's Gil Headley, who I was introduced to online from Mel. He does amazing things in fascia research so I highly recommend looking him up. Um, I've signed up to a couple of his free online courses actually I haven't finished them yet but I signed up ages ago to be honest but there's yeah there's some really good resources from him out there that you can look up and look into if you're more interested in this topic. There is Tom Myers from Anatomy Trains and I'm also doing some training at the moment with Carlos Romero from Living Inspired, so another yin yoga teacher training. And yeah, so a lot of what they say is all kind of similar, but it's always nice to learn things from different people, even if it's the same thing, because everyone explains things in different ways and everyone learns things in different ways. So I think especially with stuff like this, where it's, it can get really scientific and it can get pretty full on and anatomical, it's good to find teachers that you really resonate with and that you can understand, that explain things in your language, really. So maybe the way that I'm explaining things doesn't resonate, but maybe one of these other teachers will be able to explain things better than me or differently to me. Uh, and help you understand it better. All right, let's get into it. So what on earth is fascia? Fascia, the word itself, is Latin for bandage. There's lots of different kinds. There's lots of different layers, places, names. But the main thing you need to know, sorry, I just paused there because I can hear another plane going overhead. There've been so many planes today. And I don't understand it. There's never this many planes, especially with people not flying places. It's probably about the sixth one I've heard today. Anyway, back to it. (laughs) I don't know where I was up to. But the main thing you need to know about fascia is that it's a system of total connection within our bodies. It's the largest system within our body and it's everywhere. It's all encompassing. 
Our fascia is made up of collagen, elastin, different fibers and gels or water. And really it's connective tissue. So it wraps our organs, it wraps our muscles, it compartmentalizes our bones, our joints and all the different systems within our body. But it is one system. So really our entire body is one system but it just does get compartmentalized by the fascia, which creates these little bags for different sections of our body. And if you think of fascia as like a, like a wet spider web, it's able to host or conduct electricity. It conducts water, it conducts messages. And this is how our body sends messages from one area to another. So, when it comes to actually releasing different parts of your body, you can affect your energy and you can affect your fascia in, say, the bottom of your foot and get a release in your lower back because it's all connected and it's all talking to each other all the time. It's this distribution network that sends messages allowing one part of our body to communicate with another. So our fascia itself shapeshifts. It's unique to us you know we all have it it's not unique that only one of us has it but the shape of our fascia and what it looks like and how it feels is completely unique to us no one else will have the exact same fascia that we have it responds to the outside and inside environments within us so it responds to proprioception outside stimuli and it responds to introception inside stimuli. Fascia loves patterns. So I'm going to talk about this a little bit more later. Um, but yin yoga helps us to rewrite or write different patterns into our body. Um, and our fascia loves that. Fascia can deal with varying forces in our body. And this is called tensegrity. I'm not going to get into tensegrity in this episode. I might do that later. But what you really need to know is that this helps us to spread force throughout our entire body. So rather than, you know, if something, someone punches you, for example, which is a really violent example. I don't know why that's the first thing that popped into my head, but just imagine someone punches you in the arm or something. Your fascia is what helps the load of that impact to be spread throughout the body. So rather than it just being held in one place and you know, I mean, it's obviously going to hurt in one place, but it helps it to distribute evenly throughout the fascia within the body. So I want to come into the, the different layers of fascia a little bit here. And this is coming from a course that I have started doing, but haven't finished yet, uh, from Gil Headley called What's the Fuzz? And he's talking about fascia and the role of fascia in healthy movement. And he talks about these three key elements of a fascial system. So the three key elements or the three layers that he talks about in the first part of this um, course is the superficial fascia. This is just beneath the skin. It's a fatty layer and there's no differential movement between our skin and this superficial layer of fascia. So you'd have to cut them to separate these two. So you'd have to cut you know, really finely in most cases between the skin and the fascia to separate these two uh, layers. 
It's a connective tissue matrix and it's structuring our tissue to give it dimension. And this layer, this superficial layer of fascia, is kind of looks like a sponge. It's kind of like a gauze, or if you're not sure what a gauze is, um, it's like a lattice of fibers that is used usually in like bandages and stuff like that. So that's the superficial layer, just beneath the skin, like a gauze, and it structures our tissue. We then have the filmy layer of fascia. So this is a multi-layered membranous connective tissue. It's kind of like paper tape. So it's thin and flat. It's fibrous and felty. It's transparent. It's slippery. It's not this fatty layer that's superficial. It's going a bit deeper than that, but it's not the deep layer, which we'll get to next. And it helps, uh, you know, one layer to move against the next one. So it's this slippery layer that helps us to move. So again, I'm gonna come back to this a little bit later when we actually talk about how targeting our fascia in yin yoga helps us. But if you can remember that it's that slippery layer that helps one layer above and below move together, that's a great thing to remember. We then have the deep layer of fascia or fascia profundus. This is dense. It's regularly fibrous fascia. It's like our band-aids or our strapping tape. So it's thicker, it's organized, it's more precise, and it's sequenced more orderly. So that's quite deep within our bodies. So those are the three layers that Gil Headley talks about in his What the Fuzz uh, course. The superficial, the filmy, and the deep layer. Now that we've talked about all of that fun stuff, we are gonna talk about how fascia responds to a yin yoga practice. So if you've never done a yin yoga practice before, this is a very basic example of what yin is, but we're doing stretchy poses on the floor that we are kind of looking to bypass our muscles. Now we can't really completely bypass our muscles. They're gonna get a stretch in this practice as well. But really we want to be targeting our fascia, our connective tissue, this web-like structure that is in our entire body and we also target our joints, our ligaments, and our bones in a yin yoga practice. And we do this by adding some intentional stress to the body. So by sitting in these stretches, we are adding intentional, safe for us, stress to our body to affect our energy and to affect our tissues. Now I mentioned earlier that fascia loves patterns. And every day we are writing patterns into our body. We're writing patterns and habits into our life, into our fascia. Yin yoga is like a counterpose to these habits. So when we think of that second layer of fascia that I spoke about, the filmy layer, which is thought of as the fuzz, this is the layer that can really get stuck. When we stop moving, when we move only in one direction in our body all the time, there's other parts of our body. So there's other joints, there's other movement patterns that we start ignoring. And when we start not moving our body or certain parts of our body, whether it's through injury or just having a sedentary lifestyle or sitting in a desk all day or driving all the time, we start to build up this fuzz, this filmy layer of fascia. It's like it dries up and it stops our joints from being able to move on each other. 
and then they really they stop becoming a joint because they get fixated together which doesn't feel very nice when you can't move I think most of us would know what that feels like to have something sore that we can't move for a while and then it's just really stiff when you try and start moving it again so for example if you drive a lot you're sitting at this steering wheel maybe your shoulders are hunched forward your neck might be forward you're kind of opening these tissues around your upper back but you're pulling in the tissues on your chest so that's all kind of shortening and if you're not moving them back again that's all going to get all fuzzed up and you can end up not being able to really pull your shoulders back and open your chest and breathe really well. Yin yoga can help you overcome that. So for example, if you're driving all day, you might then get home and lay over a bolster or a pillow really softly, really gently allowing your chest to open again. So fascia responds really well to organized and intentional stress. And really, when we're in a yin yoga practice, we are placing that intentional stress on our body so that we can keep our fascia moving. We can keep it young. We can keep our body and our life really fluid and full of movement and new patterns and creating a really healthy body for ourselves. This is where I wanted to talk a little bit about hyaluronic acid. This is the main constituent of synovial fluid which is found in the joint capsule. This is what helps our joints move. So when we stress a joint in our yin yoga practice, we are creating or helping to create more hyaluronic acid. It's a really hard word to say, hyaluronic acid, which attracts moisture into our joints. So we want our joints to be wet and to be watery, to be fluid, so that they keep moving really well. And placing this organized intentional stress on the fascia helps us to do that. So if you look up Anatomy Trains by Tom Myers, you'll see that he talks about fascia in being like these big sheets in our body. So we have the superficial front line, the superficial back line, the deep front lines, the side lines or the lateral lines. And he talks about how emotion is stored in the fluid or the watery part of our fascia. And he also talks about how these fascia lines follow Chinese meridians. Our fascia or the watery part of our fascia is where these rivers of energy, these meridians run in our body. Now, the brain is very interested in your fascia. So... Thoughts and emotions can keep our fascia either healthy or not healthy. And of course, with thoughts and emotions, we think about the way our body can tense up, we can get really stressed, we can hold a lot of stuff in our body. And so again, a yin yoga practice where we're placing this intentional organized stress on our body, on our fascia, on our joints, on our ligaments, can all help to create a healthy body, a healthy mind for ourselves. Our yin practice as well helps us to build resilience and we start to notice more easily the constant thoughts and emotions that run through our mind. So a yin yoga practice as well can keep our body healthy by allowing this stuff, these thoughts, these emotions to release out of these tissues. Now, hopefully this introduction to fascia has been 
helpful, has been easy for you to understand, to learn a little bit more about what fascia is, what it does, where it is, and how yin yoga can affect it. Let me know if you need clarity on anything. If you have clarity on anything, let me know. I'd love for you to send me an email if you have anything to say. It's theyinmethod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at theyinmethod. Website is theyinmethod.com. I'll catch you soon. Bye.